All right. Crappy, crappy video. <laughs> it's not what it was supposed to be. All right. Tried to do something on the fly there. Didn't work. Maybe we'll get to it in a little bit. All right. We're also going to do another Who Joked It Better? Three hosts made a joke about Donald Trump making up an African country name. We'll play all three. We'll see who did it better. Coming up in a little bit on the Armstrong and Getty Show. My guess is they'll all be terrible. Okay. I am very cynical about the state of late night comedy. I remember when comedy was king. Jack Parr, Jackie Gleason. No, I don't actually Joey that. Bishop. That's before you were born. <laughs> um, uh, do, are they going to outlaw wolf whistles in the streets in France? Woo-woo! To a girl that walks by. Is that against the law now? It might be in France. The uh, video I attempted to play you is from the National League of Football, in which a prominent player called out the league for what's obviously been true for decades, but nobody has said out loud. It's really kind of amusing. Okay. Uh, it's a guy who I used to really dislike, who I'm now thinking is really an interesting guy, and I want to hear more from him. Nine slang words you should stop using if you don't want to look lame AF. That sounds hella good. Oh, boy. Four shizzle. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, here's a, a bit of a, a spoiler alert. Uh, it's nine slang words you should stop using. I hadn't heard of about five of them. Well, they came and went without uh, your notice. <laughs> yeah, shocking. Lay them on me, Daddy-O. <laughs> Will do, cool daddy. Uh, lit. Stop it. Mm-hmm. All overused to express something fun. The office party last night was lit. Okay. It's time to put the flame out on this term. That's what they say. I'm not, uh, like, <clears throat> uh, I don't feel damaged in any way if somebody uses a term like that. It's because you're old and out of touch. Had somebody just said to you, yeah, I went to this uh, this football game last night. It was lit. Would you have pieced it together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm familiar with that. Jack, you familiar with the term Netflix and chill? No. That I... means we're going to have sex. Oh, really? Okay. And once your grandparents learned the definition of Netflix and chill, it instantly became the most, most uncool thing to say, period, according to this hip, hip website. Yeah, that one had the full cycle of uh, it's kind of kind of code. Hey, you want to come over and just Netflix and chill or whatever? And then it became like mm. like that said too well known. It was fornicating no is it, what we're talking about. Yeah, it was no longer a subtle code. Mm. People had cracked it. Do you mean coitus? <laughs> this is one of them I don't think I've ever heard. Can't say canceled anymore. Referring to a person or thing no longer relevant. You've been canceled. We think the term ought to be. Have you heard of this? Is this no, a, that's a the, thing? That's the first one I hadn't heard of. I yeah, heard the okay. other ones. But. Yeah. The gag is Scream Queens actress Kiki Palmer popularized this phrase in 2016 by using it frequently in her Snapchat videos and on late night television. But the gag is it's a just a comical way of saying the catch is before revealing something truthful. Okay. It's like calling a product a joint. It makes you sound cool. I guess. Phrase was cute for a while. We can live without it. Have you heard the term major key? Use it in a sentence. Uh, major key is basically information that's vital to achieving success in your everyday life. Okay, yeah, this is something that uh, DJ Khaled made very popular with. Uh, he would often tag these kind of luxurious lifestyle pictures with an, an emoji of a key, talking about the keys to life and, you know, keys to happiness, keys to success. It's having a Maserati and some half-naked babes. That's one way, yes. That's one of your keys. Stop saying shade. Throw in a little shade. Oh, please. Term created by gay men, which describes a statement that can be interpreted as a diss toward someone. 
way you said that. <laughs> I'm still hoping to be a cable news anchor. <laughs> Gay man. <laughs> uh, shook is something you should stop saying. Uh, heavily used in the 90s to describe being afraid of someone. Somehow made a comeback in 2016 with a new meaning to be overwhelmingly impressed with something or someone. Use it in a sentence, Sean. Uh, um, I, this beautiful, this woman was so pretty. I was shook. Okay. I was shaken. It was, or, or yeah, gotcha. it's, uh, and I think it made a comeback because the, the hip hop artist who really popularized it in his 90s song passed during the year. So a lot of people went back, revisited. I think that kind of brought it back into the, the who, cultural Who's this who passed? Uh, the prod- hippity hop guy. Prodigy of Mob Deep. Oh, there you go. He'll be missed. I'm <laughs> dropping hints that I'm shook. You ain't a crook, Says son. There. You just a shook one. Hmm, well put. Turn up! It's a phrase that means to let loose and have fun, alternately turnt up. But when First Lady Michelle Obama put it on her, put her healthy spin on the phrase, there she is, turn up for turnips. Good Lord. (laughs) Wow. I'd miss that somehow. Wow. We couldn't help but feel embarrassed we'd ever used it in the first place. As we were talking about yesterday, so Michelle Obama's thing was kids eating healthier in the schools, and now Melania's thing, she gave her big speech in her weird clothes yesterday about cyberbullying. Oh, in her uh, Hans and Franz outfit? Yeah. Who decided that the first lady has to have a cause and give speeches at the U.N. about it? I really don't know. Can that go away? Listen, I uh, was in the modeling business, and now I'm raising my kid. I really don't have any interest in major political movements. Um, or even if I do, I don't want to be like the leader of it and, and go give speeches. I married a guy when he was a real estate guy. Then he turned into a TV guy. I wasn't super comfortable with that. Now he's the president. Trust me, I have no interest in this. God bless this great country, and, and I wish you all health and happiness, but I, I, I'm raising my kid. She now, will, if you'll excuse me, would any uh, people would go crazy over that? And yeah, I'd be angry at her. Yeah. And she, she has a platform. She has an opportunity. Uh, who started this? She has a staff and everything. She has a chief of staff. I mean, if the first lady or someday there will be a first man, unless it's a lesbian, then it'll be a first lady again. Uh, if they have something they want to talk about, they should go ahead, I suppose. If I'm interested, I'll listen. If they make a compelling case, I'll agree. I would be. But a it's gr- not obligatory. I would be a great first man. If I would, I got, I got to figure out how to make If I'm the first first man of this country, I what think would I your would, act be, do you think? Uh, Why? Uh, I would be... I would be the everyman first man, right? I'd be the guy, I don't know. Hey, the game's on. Don't, don't bother me. <laughs> we, Sean and I were talking yesterday about how fat you could get if you had the whole White House kitchen thing going. If I, I, don't, could, I don't think there's a limit. Uh, if Manuel I, Uribe fat, 1,200 pounds. If I could order up pizza or biscuits and gravy or fried chicken or just apple pie, whatever pops into my head 24 hours a day, right. good Lord. Bring me, bring me a breakfast burrito, and while you're at it, just 12 more breakfast burritos. The, the thing with Trump is I assume he's more or less had that his entire life. Sure. Where he could order anything he wanted any time of day. Yeah. Somebody would bring it to him. But uh, for, for most people, Barack Obama, for instance... You weren't living that life. You'd, you'd sit around and think and think and daydream. I had one of those last week. Oh, my God. You know what mom used to make? You'd pick up the phone. Say, yeah, I want a peanut butter sandwich with potato chips on it and a pickle on the side. No, dill. Dill. Just anything you could think of. 
That'd be great. <laughs> I, my, one of my favorite renditions of, uh, in a movie of, of a president ever was from the movie The Contender when Jeff Bridges, a.k.a. The Dude, one of his kind of running gags for the movie was he was constantly trying to stump the chef with just ordering insane things, and they would always bring it up. He's like, I haven't stumped them yet. <laughs> and finally, don't say slay anymore. It's lame. All right, fine. Like is to eliminate or lay waste to? Oh, more like I uh, I slayed the test. I, oh, okay. uh, I I slay the uh, the dance floor okay. or whatever. That's, 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 I would like to add one more to that list. Please. Similar in the in the realm of shade, clapping back. It seems like it, I, I see that all the time in clickbait articles and such and such claps back at those who said she shouldn't do such and such. Right. It's a, well, I never heard that. Yeah, of, consider yourselves lucky. One of the advantages of being me, I guess. Please clap. <laughs> Back. One of the advantages of being me, I guess, is I don't catch these things when they were popular, and then so I don't miss them. I don't overuse them, <laughs> and then I don't miss them when they're gone. The late night guys are going to joke off in front of us. Also, oh, wow, I don't like that. You should have run that by the staff. Also, Lauren, <laughs> we really need to reset Lawrence O'Donnell. Yeah, going crazy that. behind the scenes at MSNBC. Yeah, so we'll, uh, three comedians took a shot at this, this Trump story you may not heard of where he made up a, uh, an African country. Ah, oh, kind of. Eh, whatever. I'm not bothered by it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Somehow I missed the Gallup poll yesterday. People's opinions on military action in North Korea. The results will shock you. Really? Interesting. I enjoy a good shock now and again. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, he's mouthy, uh, but he's also very bright, and he's obviously a thinking guy. From your Seattle Seahawks, one Richard Sherman. From what I understand, the rule is for the gamblers, you know, for Vegas, to make sure that the odds and everything are what they're supposed to be, which is... Apparently what the league is concerned about when when talking about injuries and things like that. So maybe somebody should look into that because I thought we weren't a gambling league and we were against all those things. But our injury report is specifically to make sure the gamblers get their get their odds right. So, I mean, that's fantasy football. football. Oh, my God. (laughs) They're, They're almost as bad as the gamblers. So there's Richard Sherman of the Seahawks saying something that's obviously <laughs> yes. true. I'd always, you know, as a kid, as a young guy who hadn't really thought about it much, thought, why every week in the paper you got the probable, questionable, the is there one more, and then there's doubtful out. and doubtful out. and out for football, not for baseball, not for. I always wondered, you know, it's it's helpful to know because injuries are a big pull, uh, part of football, but that it is obviously clearly nobody denies this for gamblers. And I just think it's funny that a star like Richard Sherman would say, we're an anti-gambling league. Please, you're required to publish accurate injury reports every week. That no fan really needs. Right. You show up to a game, they're playing or they're not. Well, and does the opposing uh, team have a constitutional right to know your cornerback's left knee is a little sore so he's not running as fast? The, the, no. That's why Bill Belichick had a notoriously inaccurate uh, injury report where he would just put like 30 people on there as questionable and everyone would play. <laughs> so here's they your got better. <laughs> here's your Gallup results. Well, uh, I'm sorry. One more. The, the reason I played this is we were talking about the decline of the NFL and it's shaky and the kneeling and the national anthem and the declining ratings and the rest of it. If you have guys within a sports league, including the stars, calling out a league for its artifice. By that, I mean its shiny exterior, its image, saying, what a bunch of hypocrites we are. Look, this is for the gamblers, et cetera, et cetera. He's no longer pulling in the same direction as the commissioner. 
Yet another sign the NFL could uh, be heading towards some interesting, crumbly times. Yeah, and then I think another sign that the players think it'll just keep on keeping on and they can make gazillions of dollars, no matter what they do maybe, or say. Or, maybe. You remember during the steroid era of baseball, there are a lot of players who weren't roiding and they were pissed. And you remember what they said out loud to the media? Nothing. They're still with the product. Right. Now you got guys like Richard Sherman saying, oh, come on. It's just interesting. So I missed this Gallup poll. Percentage of U.S. adults that favor military action against North Korea. Overall, it's 58%. So it's definitely over half. That's 82% of Republicans, 37% of Democrats. That's really interesting. You know, yeah. if you, what if you gave them a two-minute talk on what it would look like? How would that number change? I think I'm still in favor of it. See, I... Uh, I think you're going to take a beating because it's going to be ugly and it's going to look terrible. I just think... I What I think is there's going to... I don't think we're going to do anything. Then I think uh, 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 an H-bomb is going to go off somewhere that resulted out of this North Korea thing. And then the whole world's going to wonder why nobody did anything. You think little fathead is going to set off the H-bomb or he's going to sell it to somebody? Or Either way. Coin flip. Yeah, well, I disagree, as you know, but... um. As usual with polls, I want a pre-poll that figures out whether you have any effing idea what you're talking about, which you would then point out. I mean, it's a traditional dance. It's like uh, it's like a square dance. Everybody knows the moves. Then you would point out, well, it doesn't matter in politics. People who have no idea what they're talking about vote. Right. So. And they'll vote for people. They'll vote for people that get up on stage during this next election who say we need to do something militarily. Right. In North Korea. Right. Which is why a democracy will never work. Monarchy now. Um, so I assume the hosts set up the joke, then I don't have to. They explain Correct. what they're joking about. So this is three hosts taking a swing at the same joke. Yeah, this is uh, America's hottest radio sensation sweeping the nation. It's who joked it best. It's the giant joke off. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't like the way you're going. The direction you're going is, I don't like it. It's like if there was a dance competition, it's a dance-off. This is a joke off. I, nah. I'll allow it, Joe. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so here are the, the three hosts with, with said joke. Today, uh, Donald Trump hosted a lunch for African leaders and began his speech with a creative list of those countries. I'm greatly honored to host this lunch, to be joined by the leaders of Cote d'Ivoire, Ethiopia, Ghana, Guinea, Nambia. Nambia's health system is increasingly self-sufficient. Now, there is no such country as Nambia. <laughs> Despite that, they will soon have a better health care system than we do. During a speech to African leaders today, he was speaking to African leaders, President Trump accidentally made up the nation of Nambia. Made up Nambia. He just said Nambia. Even worse, he promised to help Nambia in their war with Narnia. He said... During his speech today, Trump mispronounced the African nation of Namibia and instead called it Nambia. And Trump corrected himself and said, sorry, I meant Narnia. That's much better. The problem I have with that joke, like going way back to the 80s and the whole Dan Quayle potato thing, uh, I think if you had put which of these is the country in Africa to each of those three hosts before they heard this story, it would have been a coin flip for them as to which was a country and which wasn't. Right. Right. Um, so it's yeah. not, you know, it's not like he m- mispronounced France. And made it up. So points off to the last two for the same punchline. Uh, mm-hmm. Colbert was okay. I don't know. Did you have Not, a winner there? I, did, I didn't laugh at all. No, neither did I. Uh, I will tell you this. And uh, I often laugh. There is a Gambia. 
Gambia? There is a Gambia. In Africa? There is no Nambia. It's Namibia. Yeah, I will I will give Fallon credit for being the only one who didn't say he made up a country that he mispronounced. There you go. The country. I thought that was... A, That's not as insulting, though. Right, but in the... To the president. In, you don't have to make up stuff for jokes. Sometimes you do, but oftentimes it's the, you know, the truthiness will, will set you free. You know, I'm having trouble finding Namibia. I can't even remember where it is. Man, Africa's got a lot of countries, and most of them just hellholes. Yeah, god dang it, it's a big continent. You ever looked at it? It's big. It's, where, uh, is that it's right by Namibia? Botswana. Botswana? It's Botswana? South of oh, Angola. Oh, Namibia. It's right next to South Africa. I thought it was, yeah, it's Botswana, isn't it? Who cares? Like, I'm running into a lot of Botswanans. And then there's Zimbabwe. It used to be part of uh, South Africa. It's a hellhole of political oppression. Then you got Mozambique. Get your Democratic Republic of the Congo. Gotcha. On the map I'm looking at, it says DR Congo, which is Dr. Congo, which is a great <laughs> pseudonym. Please, next time I check into a hotel or text underage women, I'll be Dr. Congo, since Carlos Danger is taken. You know about Tanzania? In the country of French, they're looking at making it illegal to, quote, wolf whistle at women. Yeah, I can't do it either. Might as well make it illegal to do a standing. Oh, I can do flip. it like yeah. <laughs> See, I'm jealous. I can do it loud. It's Ill- I've never been able to do that. I practiced it a lot as a kid. At probably around 15, I just decided I'm never going to be able to do this. So I. Some point, I that's <laughs> tragic because I got laid over and over again whistling like that. Oh, wait a minute! No, no, never. That's because I can. Uh, it's like I was trying to teach my kids how to do this. You know, stick your finger in your mouth and make that noise. And they're working out, and they got their oh, no. finger. You can't do that? Nope. That's interesting. Nope. Not but, in 100 um, years. But so they both, and they got their finger, they're going the wrong direction, or snapping your fingers, they're working on that one, you know, mm. and there's stuff like that. And like the whistle thing, <laughs> the whistle thing, I just, I can't even imagine what you're doing. I've practiced, I used to sit on the school bus and practice that with my fingers in my mouth. I've had my fingers in my mouth in so many different ways trying to get <laughs> right. whistles to come out, and I just can't. N- nothing. <laughs> yeah, see, show off. I can't do that. That's oh, so yeah. handy. If I if I could do that to get a, my kids' attention or something, or it's kind of fun at sports games or concerts. But as soon as my lips get wet, then I'm because I'll do a good, and I'm feeling like the cool guy. Then like there's a little too much spit, and then it's everybody who looked at me because I just whistled so freaking loud is now laughing at me. So it's a high risk maneuver. I know when to quit. So. Were you able to do it the first time you jabbed your fingers in your mouth, or did it take uh, t- t- some practice? Because I've practiced and gotten nowhere I know other this, than wet fingers. I know this is weird. I think I I'm tried it. Hep A from sticking my fingers in my mouth. <laughs> right. I tried it and went, and I, I'm thinking, this is a vague, vague, distant memory. I'm thinking my mom told me the key to it, which is you're rolling your tongue back slightly. <laughs> Which forms whatever needs to form. Mm-hmm. You're actually taking the tip of your tongue and and rolling right. it back a little bit. I'll work on it. Yeah. It's a skill worth having. But they may outlaw it in France. Uh, wolf, oh, whist- wolf whistling and other street harassment should be a criminal offense. Says France's, we don't have one of these yet, but I'm sure we'll get one. France's gender equality minister. Oh, boy. They have a gender equality minister. Oh, boy. In France. <clears throat> they currently, well, it's like college campi that now have like 40 deans making a collective $30 million doing this stuff. They have a gnomish uh, current president. is a prime minister. 
whatever he is. President. Uh, they're, they're gnomish president married to that old lady who's got an approval rating of 30% currently. The old lady or the president? The president. Who What's spends, her rating? And he spends $30,000 a month on <laughs> makeup. Makeup, that's right. 30 k a month. Uh, and, what is he trying to cover? Is he a crocodile? Is he it's a lizard man? Yes. Is he a woman? Yes. Is he scales black? Why would you cover that? 30 grand a month in makeup. Should it be against the law to whistle at a woman when she walks by? I've just always been confused by it because I can't imagine that it's ever done anybody any good. Uh, I mean, the, the guy. The That's, woman might think, well, I got it going on. Just a, a guy caught in the moment doesn't have a better idea. Make a loud noise. Do something. Maybe she'll turn in like. Oh, no. Now she's looking at me. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> whistle real loud at her. What is she, a hound dog in this scenario? No, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to whistle at her. It's just, it's messing with people. It's a way to mess with people. Happens to be a gal in this uh, scenario. It's rude. Hmm. Oh, I've never done it. I never would. I do even, it at my wife. Even if I could whistle, I wouldn't do that. Just some random woman walking down the street. I mean, that's very strange. That's strange behavior. That's if old, anybody, it's old school. If, it's anybody rude. Is, if, I was, if you're walking down the street with some guy, you're talking, an attractive woman walks by and he goes, what? Wouldn't you, dude? What what the hell was that? What do you? What does he followed up with the uh, auga eyes and the jaw falling and hitting the ground? I'd take off my shoe and hit myself in the head with it a couple times. What the hell are you doing, you weirdo? It's always uh, a good maneuver, Michael. <laughs> so where was I? Chad. Oh, going to the There's Sudan. There's South Sudan. Yeah. Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, Mauritania, see, Western you, Sahara. You, you've made several of those up. If Morocco, you did, Algeria, Libya, Egypt, Ethiopia, Somalia, Kenya, Uganda. If you'd done country. Dior, Ghana, Liberia, Sierra Leone, Guinea, Guinea-Bissau, the Gambia, Senegal. If you'd have done is this a country or not, I'd have said no to that, whatever that M one was. You said Morania or whatever. <laughs> um, never heard of it. <laughs> That's... You are their president. <laughs> I believe it's Mauritania. Mauritania had no idea that's a country. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, the president's defending sending more U.S. troops to Afghanistan. We've got a former Obama administration official under fire for extremely heavy-handed unmasking efforts while oh, in hello. office. And Uber getting ready to launch a fleet of flying taxis. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. The flight is over! This is metal band Toto's <laughs> Africa from the 80s. Metal band. <laughs> Marshall's News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sean mentioned it earlier, but man, that Ken Burns documentary about Vietnam is so flippin' good. Man, it is just some high... And I'll, and I'll tell you this. This is the reason I brought it up. They set it up at the beginning of each episode that you don't have to have watched episodes one through three to watch episode four tonight, for instance. I, no, I don't. I agree. They do yeah. a good enough job of setting up who the key players are, where we are in the story, that you can just jump into the middle of it anytime right. you want. Speaking of international geography, inspired by Jack, here you have it. The brand new game show, African Country or Not. Jack, you'll be our contestant contestant tell me which of these is the actual name of an african country cameroon or macarena (laughs) (laughs) macarena i'm guessing is not actually that is correct you're one for one burundi or albundi (laughs) okay i'm good on that one djibouti or 
your sweet booty. <laughs> Many countries in Africa. <laughs> is Djibouti an actual country? It is indeed. It's uh, With a J a, or a G? Yeah, or a... It's right across the Gulf of Aden from beautiful Yemen. Oh, Vacation okay. land Yemen. Okay. Right next to Eritrea. Eritrea. Ask your doctor about Eritrea. <laughs> so let's Will do. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Donald Trump is uh, wrapping up his meetings at the U.N. He's just announced the U.S. will go after international financial institutions that support North Korea. He unveiled the new sanctions during a lunch he had with leaders of South Korea and Japan just moments ago. Earlier, Trump met with the Afghan president, Ashraf Ghani, He talked about his decision to go ahead and raise U.S. troop levels in that war-ravaged country, calling Afghanistan a hornet's nest of terrorists. We have 20 terrorist groups in Afghanistan. This is where the World Trade Center, I'll call them people, uh, were trained. Now, Trump said... How How many terrorist groups are in a whole bunch of those countries Joe just named? Oh yeah, they're, they're and we, everywhere, and all we, over the place. And we don't—we're not putting troops in there. In some um, of the countries, we have troops, but we never talk about I'm it. I'm looking at you, Al Bundy. That's—that's <laughs> that's because Al Bundy it doesn't uh, border Pakistan, Iran, and—and and I mean it's right to, right down the road from China. Okay, well then the, tell me that. But I just—I just don't like it when they make arguments that have holes in them. Sure, because we're dumb. And there's a giant... We, the voters, are dumb. There's a giant hole in the argument of, because Al-Qaeda hears. Al-Qaeda's in like 80 countries. Yeah. There's all kinds that we're leaving alone. And and they and they and they could have training camps there too. So give me the real reason. Speaking of Africa, did I ever tell you about the time Delaney and I... She was probably 10 years old at the time we did it. We sat down with the Google Earth. And we tried to find an elephant on Google Earth. Oh, really? Where they'd just accidentally gotten an elephant in the shot from the satellites. And we looked and looked and looked and looked. Started in South Dakota, just kept going. No, we, Africa. Again, it was Africa. Um, Although we did decide to start trying U.S. zoos, but uh, we tried for a very long time, never found an elephant, and decided we would just look at pictures of elephants online. And we had a great time. That's funny. Yeah. The former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. under President Obama is under fire for her unmasking attempts while in office. Sources telling Fox News Samantha Power's unmasking efforts average more than one request for every working day in 2016. Yeah, absolutely extraordinary. Yep. Even seeking the names of Trump associates just before his inauguration. Now, the Will un- there be a price to be paid for this? Because I'm amazed at how many of these kind of scandals come and go, like the IRS scandal, with nothing ever really happening. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're right. But it's obvious some people in the Obama administration became convinced something funky was going on and went way above the call of duty based on their own suspicions to unmask right. Americans' names and then leak them, which is a felony. The report is coming before Powers' expected testimony before the House Intelligence Committee next month. Meanwhile, Uber's flying taxis could be landing in Dallas within three years. The ride-sharing companies talked about their latest efforts at an industry conference to start putting taxis in the air. They even have an Uber aviation director who's a former NASA employee working to make the high-tech transportation system happen by 2020. 
customers would be able to take a flying car that lifts off like a helicopter and then extracts wings like from an airplane. People throw around these conversations all the time without getting into the nitty-gritty of how it would work. I can't imagine how that would work. I don't want some, uh, I don't know, eighth-grade history teacher who's trying to make extra money on the weekends flying his car over my head. (laughs) I just don't want that. With, like, them all over the place. What if he was, like, an economics teacher? <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm just saying average people with how much training in flying, flying these these little how good of planes are they all over the place. Right. It, it seems a, ridiculous seems to me. seems unworkable. It's the last mile problem, Jack. When will we solve that? How do you get to the station, whatever station, right. be it train, plane, or a hyperloop? And then how do you get from there to where you're going? The last mile problem. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. When we have automated cars, driverless cars would be no problem. You show up, you, you take the flight, for instance. Because the choo-choo train, Jerry Brown, is the technology of 170 years ago. But anyway... Just wait for his new rickshaw plan to really take hold. <laughs> you fly to, to, to the airport. You jump in a pod, a, a self-driving car. It takes you where you want to go. You say thanks a million. It drives back to wherever it needs to be. Be a brave new world. Are they going to allow other people to drive? That's always my question. I think so, yeah. Okay. Depends, depends where you are. The petering out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Over the years, uh, over North Korea has continued to make uh, provocations, and uh, this is extremely deplorable, and uh, this is this has angered uh, both me and our people. Uh, but the United States has responded firmly and in a very good way, and uh, because of this, I also believe that we have very close uh, coordination between Korea and the United States, and because of this, I am very satisfied. Uh, Mr. President, in the UN General Assembly, you made a very strong speech. And I believe that the strength of your speech will also help to change North Korea. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. And I'm very happy that you used the word deplorable. I was very interested in that word. I, I didn't tell them. I, I promise I did not tell them to use that word. <laughs> wow, that's... <laughs> that's a, so that's an interpreter uh, saying in English what the leader of South Korea said, which is, is interesting. Uh, so... Pretty positive review of Trump's speech. So while a lot of the world, Diane Feinstein, and a lot of the world says, "Oh no, way too, way too ra- raising the raising the tensions." This is uh, dangerous. Angry rhetoric. South yeah. Korea, who's got way more to lose than anybody else on planet Earth, thumbs up. Like the speech. South, right, exactly. South Korea, who would lose hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of its citizens in an unspeakable holocaust should there be a war. And then Trump makes a joke right after (laughs) the president of South Korea said, Mr. President, your statement helping to prevent this Holocaust, which would be unthinkable and is a nightmare to even consider. And he makes a campaign joke. And he goes, hey, remember Hillary? Remember Hillary and that whole basket of pours? Those were good times. That worked out good for me. (laughs) Lying, crooked Hillary. Yeah. Uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Funny, funny. Can I just do a quick shout out you sure to uh, to Miles uh, Miles Himmel? He's a friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, uh, one of the forty under forty recognized by San Diego Metro Magazine for his fantastic charitable work in uh, in the name of his dad Larry. So I just want to recognize a really good young man. 
Really cool dude who's helped us out in the past. Well done, Miles. Think very highly of you, son. I can call him son because I'm old and bitter. And he's young and idealistic. Well done. His future is ahead of him. Your past is behind you. Oh, clearly. Clearly. That's something. Deplorable. Glad you used the word deplorable. <laughs> had a lot of luck with that word. You know what I'm talking hey, about? I'm, huh? talk, I'm talking about an attack that cost me <laughs> millions of, 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 of citizens. Here. On the other hand, that, the fact that South Korea is, uh, I think if they were really bothered by the speech, it really thought it ratcheted up tensions, they wouldn't have said the things they just said Absolutely there. not. So are you guys pro-Trump or you're anti-Trump? Eh, keep listening. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, uh, gosh, uh, here's a couple of fast food stories for you if you want them. Number one, this is in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a gritty town. It's a lovely town. It's a gritty town. It's in Pennsylvania. And you know what? Uh, Taco Bell. Doing what Taco Bell does so well. A couple of armed robbers come in. Two masked robbers enter the restaurant uh, early in the morning, in other words, the wee hours, order three employees to lie on the floor. Um, the robbers were armed. Well, one of the employees, likewise armed, opens fire, shooting one of the suspects six times. The other guy runs off, killed him dead. So don't mess with Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Taco Bell employees, because they're heavy, as they say. Unbelievable. Wow. I am not risking my life to save the money in the cash register at the Taco Bell. Could have been they thought they were going to get it. Oh, yeah. You'd have to make that determination, although that's a extraordinarily dumb crook who's going to... I can only imagine that he'll get written up for some sort of violating oh, yeah, company sure, policy I'm for sure. bringing a weapon onto the premises. Oh, or... and, and yeah, he probably was carrying it legally, and he'll be in trouble for that, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, actually, a Taco Bell spokeswoman told Cleveland.com, sorry for the flatulence, and then said, <laughs> wow, the company is, quote, <laughs> shocked by the shooting and is offering counseling to employees. I haven't heard if he's in trouble. And if only we had time for the story from the Fresno Starbucks, where an armed robber tried to rob the Starbucks and a 58-year-old gentleman beat him down with a chair, got his knife away from him, and cut him up. Wow. Now the perp is suing the guy who stopped him. And we'll probably get something. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the Armstrong and Getty We do need to. Let's hear our guest announcer. After four hours of bitter and petty... Now it's final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. I like the <laughs> lilting voice. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Yeah, it's hard to say why that was appealing, but it was. Oh, uh, let's see, Michelangelo, your final thought. Yeah, today we did the list of slang words you shouldn't use in order to still be hip, and I'm glad my words "rad," "swell," and "bike cracky" weren't on that <laughs> list, so I'm still hip. There you go. You absolutely are. Speaking of hip, uh, Marshall Phillips, your final thought. I'm heading out to Costco, going to stock up on paper goods, four bean salad, and then nosh in the free foodie samples. Ah, what an all-American afternoon that will be. <laughs> Costco free food. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, positive, Sean. Your final thought. Yeah, meeting up with my. Good buddy Larry O'Donnell after the show. What are we doing, buddy? Some woman talking about what we're doing after the show. <laughs> All right, I'll meet you there, my friend. <laughs> Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, watching the North Korea Ken Burns documentary, um, uh, they showed a press conference where Kennedy was clearly misleading the press on what was actually going on, as Eisenhower did. 
as LBJ did, as Nixon did, as Obama did, as Bush did, as Trump is now, I think. It's just the way it works when it comes to fighting battles around the world. My final thought is it's uh, one of the examples of how they can tell you're an American immediately in Europe. And I'm no, like, Europe lover or Euro worshiper or anything like that. But one way they can tell immediately is you put your phone face up at the dinner table. Nobody else does that. Really? Or at least it's very, very rare. I keep mine face down all the time, but people put them face up. Put it face down. Put it somewhere else. Put it in your pocket. Be in the moment. You want to have a joyful life? Be in the moment. There you go, huh? Huh? You're Joe Getty. I'm the freaking Buddha over here. We are Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com if you want some more information about what we were talking about. Uh, You can email us, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. If there's something we ought to be talking about, heck, we may have missed it. Help us out. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. It sucks to be out here with this out-of-control Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.